Reading as a town is super old. Yes. It is older than the country. Mm-hmm. It was founded in 17... 17- it's older than me. It's older than Kristen, if you can believe such Oof. a thing. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are taking a trip back in time and also across states to talk about scary stuff in Connecticut. Hope you're cool with it. We're going to cross state lines. Yeah, that's right. I hope that's fine with the law and all that sort of thing. Connecticut is where Will and I grew up and we have not yet addressed it in our tour across the country. We never have? Well, we haven't done like a, a full episode of... Connecticut yeah, yeah, scary yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But we've talked about Connecticut. We did an episode about the, the haunting in Connecticut, that case slash movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we've certainly talked about Connecticut a buttload. We did the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Yep. You did it initially on your own without me. Yeah. You went out there, did a solo project that wasn't uh, condoned or anything like that. I was very offended. I think um, you were on paternity leave, but <laughs> that's fine. I think I said cool. <laughs> um, but you talked a lot about your past as a kid in Connecticut and things you've done. Then we did it again uh, uh, together, Bigfoot Collectors Club, and we mm-hmm. talked more about Connecticut a bit. Yep. Um, so we've definitely touched on it here and there. I recently went back to Connecticut. For the first time. That's right. Since I was a kid. I mean, we've driven through just to sort of looky-loo, but like I went there. I slept in Reading, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and so I might have some sort of like personal uh, uh, recent recollections to bring to the table. Oh, really? Did mm-hmm. anything weird happen while you were there? No, 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 no. no okay. Nothing like that. Just like it was interesting to be back where we yeah. grew up. And I've got a real, th- I don't know if you, maybe you have this too. I don't know. I have a real hang up. About places where I've lived before. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in them. Literally the physical buildings themselves. Yeah. I think part of it has to be tied to moving a couple of times as a kid. Right. Um, because once we moved from Connecticut to Missouri, I never saw Connecticut again. I never saw my friends again. Mm-hmm. I never saw my house again. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved from Missouri to New Jersey, I never saw those friends again. Right. I never saw that house again. And even still now, like Allie and I have had a couple of apartments um, we moved out of mom and dad's house, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have, I like to drive back to those places. It's weird to see it still being there yeah. outside of just my memories of it. I, it's yeah. like a psychological hang up. I'm real. I'm fascinated by that sort of thing. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a hang up. It's just sort of like a, a point of interest that I think is perfectly natural. Really? You know, I spend a lot of time who... at those places. I've been back to Connecticut, like two or three times to yeah. Reading uh-huh. um, two or three times I went for restorative yoga training and retreats right. and stayed in Reading and did drive-bys of our old house both times yeah. and like the house that we lived in before that and it's interesting to see and it's weird to see things that you remember you're right like still standing in a different context like in so front of it's our somebody else's now they're having new memories there it's weird yeah in front of our house in Reading at least the times that I went which were a couple of years ago now from the last time that I went like there was still this giant rock at the um, driveway to the house that we grew up in that had the number of the house painted on it or spray painted and it was still there yeah and it's like really cool and weird to see yeah um it's it's weird that it really exists to mm-hmm. me is how i sort of see it where i'm yeah, like it's so vague and like childhood memory which is wishy-washy anyway yeah. i go like oh no, no no this is actually right. there when we drove past our house um uh last month or whatever 
I was shocked because our, our house was on like an acre and a half of land. The backyard was mostly untamed wilderness, literally where it would be like, I'm going to see if I can make my way to the edge of the property because mm -hmm. I may not be able to get there physically. Yeah, the through, back. Through thorns and stuff like that. Um, they've cleared it out. Oh. Somebody was like actively there. Oh. Like helping clear out the back. How did you even back. see that? Like, because that's like back. The driveway is shorter than it was in my memory. Oh. Everything is a lot more visible and clear. And I think it may be that they cleared out some trees. Uh -huh. But little kid brain was right. still tethering me to the idea that our driveway was so long. Yeah. I used to tell people you couldn't see the house from the end of the driveway. I knew you could see the house, but I'm surprised that you could see, like, the backyard and the woods of the backyard. It's all cleared out. I could see where you must have set up the little troll doll. Kristen did a ritual. Yeah. To test well, whether our neighbor... Well, that was in neighbor... the front yard. Yeah, but it was yeah, around yeah, the yeah. side of the house. Yep. Uh, uh, to see if uh, our neighbor was really a witch. Mm -hmm. She put a troll doll out on the border between the property and told yes. herself, if this troll doll falls over in the night... She is a witch. Correct. Lo and behold, she woke up to see that that troll doll quite prone. Mm-hmm. So confirmed the woman was a witch. Better proof there's never been. No. So I was like pointing at that to Allie. Yeah. We were going over the hills and I pointed like, this is where Kristen fell off her bike. Oh my God. And I like, ate shit so hard. <clears throat> scraped up the entire side of her body. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was. It's crazy to think of me riding a bike. Can you picture that? I rode a bike. It took you a while to get started <laughs> even. It did. I didn't learn how to ride a two-wheeler until I was like 11. Weirdly, it wasn't as long ago as you might think because <laughs> Christian took quite a while. Yeah. Um, but like I tried to do Connecticut by memory a yeah. lot. I, I was able to do some of oh, it. Oh, wow. I couldn't, I don't think. A lot of it I did not recognize. Yeah. Most of I it. was leaning hard on my GPS and like, wow, that the streets are so like... Mm -hmm teeny and wooded it's really just like a one car street always it is crazy it's so nuts that our parents would do that with like two kids in the back who yeah. are like being little jerks i was i was saying to ali i was like i always tell people like i i grew up in the woods or i grew up in the middle of nowhere i'm like now i'm going with you and i wonder if i'm going to be embarrassed that mm -hmm. it's not the way i remembered it's worse it's I was way, shocked. It's way crazy. I, I think it's worse, too. It's I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome. As far yeah. as like, yeah, like the woods and like in the middle of nowhereness of it, it truly is. It's worse than I it's thought. It's really just like roads that you drive a car on cut through woods. Yes, exactly. As you said, I was it's like, can nuts. you imagine every day taking your kids up and down these winding and so steep blind sometimes. turns, steep roads, wild gallows hill road. Yeah, the name that's a literal name of a road. Gallows a Hill. I was like, no wonder I'm spooky boy. Yeah. Gallows Hill Road was mm -hmm. a frequent road that we would encounter. Black Rock Turnpike. Yeah, and that then was I'm a like, huge one. Blackwood. Yeah. Like this is I based Blackwood partially, mainly, on Reading, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Um driving around, I was like, it was both like going home and going to a place that I made up. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Both because of childhood memory and because I literally mapped out Blackwood. Right. And I like I, I, I visualized the place and it, lo and behold, it turns out I was using some memories to do it. it, it, it Blackwood is real. It is Redding, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. It's so wild. Um, so we decided to go into it. This one's a little bit for us, as you can tell. We're talking about our memories. Of course, yeah. What are you going to do, people? I'm sorry. This whole podcast <laughs> is for us. No, I know. But we're just like, we haven't gotten to anything spooky. We're just talking about our old town and how it's neat. Yeah, but how it's... T I think that our past, our mm -hmm. childhood, 
and Connecticut are firmly locked with folklore. Yeah, they're they're lockstep. I don't I don't think that you can distinguish them. I think we were spooky kids. Mm-hmm. I think Connecticut was kind of a spooky place for us. It, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, one of my friends from childhood, Jessica, sometimes listens to this show. So Jessica, if you're listening, hello, and thank you for being a fellow spooky Connecticut person. It's very cool. I know. Um, all right, so I think I'm gonna kick us off because we got an email from a listener in 2020. Um, about their experience living in a town that was very close to us in Connecticut called Bethel. And so I want to read this email from Daryl and then go into uh, some stories that I found out about. Kristen okay? keeps everything. You were holding on to an email from 2020. <laughs> like in your mind, I, of course you didn't delete well, I the li- email. I write it down. I list out like yeah. things. And then I'll be like, I, I reference that list. It says I have an email from this person, yeah. Daryl. Uh, that it's in the starred folder, and so I go back to it. It's just impressive. I, I literally hold on to every file, yeah. but you like have it plotted out where you can reference listener stuff from years ago. It's just cool. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so this is what Daryl said. I live in New Milford, Connecticut, not too far from where you both grew up in Reading. In fact, I worked at and eventually owned a small new age slash massage therapy store called Take Time Relaxation Center hmm. in Bethel, Connecticut from 20, 2004 to 2014. The store itself had a ghost story attached to it. I had a few visitors that would see a man wearing a black duster type jacket looking like someone from the 19th century walking back and forth from the back to the front of the store. A medium who was new to the area stopped into the store once to inquire if I would be interested in doing a group seance slash reading there. I asked if she saw spirits all the time or if she had to really meditate or go into a trance. She said she could see them when she wanted. Like the guy over there in the black duster jacket, she responded. He says he likes it better now that it's quiet all the time and it doesn't smell as sugary or is as bright and noisy as it was before. It used to be a TCBY frozen yogurt place until the mid-1990s. Yum. Be- <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> uh, Bethel has quite a history of spooky stuff. They would do a walking tour around Halloween, and my store was a stop along the way. One year, I happened to be available to talk about the ghost when the tour came to my shop. But as soon as I began, the portable mic they gave me went dead. That's funny, the guide said. I just recharged that before the tour. I found out that the, that the mic worked again when they went to the next stop. Oh, that's kind of strange. Yeah. yeah, I like that. There's there's obviously a history of ghosts interfering with electronics. Right. That's neat. It was turned down a little bit. I like it. Um, do you remember much about Bethel? Honestly, once you started talking about Bethel, when we went, we went for um, like an engagement party mm-hmm. uh, last week for my one friend that I have from those days, which is a yeah. weird story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll get to it in my half, maybe. Okay. But so we went to this engagement party and I was like, oh, I can't wait to drive around and look at stuff. We went to Danbury mm-hmm. and we went to Reading. I forgot that Bethel exists <laughs> until you started talking about oh, it. Oh, really? Because I was like, Danbury does not look like how I remember. Maybe what I'm thinking of was Bethel. Oh, maybe. Because also in 30 years, almost, th- what, 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. a lot obviously can have changed. Definitely. So I was like, maybe Bethel just looks different now. Or Danbury looks different now, but maybe... Maybe I need to go back and go to Bethel. Maybe it could be what you were thinking of. Like that was the grocery store that we went to was in Bethel. Like Reading didn't really have that. Um, Reading didn't, but Danbury had stuff. Yeah, Danbury had the mall and Discovery Zone. And uh, Marshall's department store. Oh, okay. Which is what when Allie and I parked, uh, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Wait a minute. I remember this view of that Marshall's. We parked here. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have no memory of that at all. I think it was Marshall's. No, I mean, you could totally be right. I don't remember that at all, yeah, though. Yeah. Um, but no, we went to Bethel a lot, so I wouldn't be shocked if you did go to Bethel and you were like, oh, this is what I thought Danbury was. Because oh, okay. that's where, like, our grocery store was. And there was kind of, like, a little downtown. It's, it's like a small town sort of thing. So yeah. there was... Um, like the, the barber shop slash salon where we both got our first haircuts. Okay. Um, there was a store called seven sisters that mom was obsessed with. There was an ice cream place and there was, I don't remember this at all. There was Barnum square named for PT Barnum. That rings a bell. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be trading a lot of like, I remember that and I don't, I don't remember that, but I know where it is. I can picture the square they're talking about cause I saw pictures, but I didn't know it by name. Yeah, that rings like a very vague, teeny tiny bell. Well, yeah. where we are right now, we're sitting two hours away. Right. I would happily take a day trip. Totally. Bring baby Zoe up, mm -hmm. check out a few things, hop in the car, come right on back down. In a heartbeat. Happily. Bring some microphones and cameras. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so yeah, Bethel, just to set the scene, because I'm going to talk about some other Bethel scary stories, is a small town with, like, a main street, a whole bunch of shops lining it. There's sort of a clear area, which I believe is Barnum Square, where you can, you know, there are tables, you can sit and eat. And that's what to kind of have in your head. Even the grocery store is, like, right there kind of by the main street. Um, and it's just, like, a, a, at least the main street area is this, like, small little place with lots of, like, independent shops. So um, I found out a little bit more information about some of the walking tours that were available. So I don't know. I, I would imagine that this is the same walking tour that Daryl was talking about. The Bethel Historical Society does one. And this year, if not every year, but I'm not sure, uh, this year it's one night only on October 28th. Oh. So just in case you live in that area and you find this interesting, maybe look that up. Sure. Um, you can Google the Bethel Historical Society or I'll have a link in the show notes. So there are articles about past tours that they've done it seemed like they had a little bit of a media blitz in 2013 where they got some placements in the press and they mention that pt barnum as i said lived in bethel and people say that they have seen his ghost walking around in the streets oh. um they also on this walking tour had a woman not the tour guide a separate person dressed in character as the spirit of bethel walking the streets looking for her lost husband like I, alongside the tour hold on hold on hold on hold yes on, hold on. she was the spirit of the town that's what she was called I, I or it's like the spirit of bethel oh she's the ghost of bethel yeah not okay i thought not she was, like she's like the I town personified yeah, yeah that's what i, took I don't it as. think so the town personify would be so out there that I'd, I'd almost just be like, what do you mean? What are you getting at? I don't think so. Especially because she's wandering the streets looking for her lost husband. Yeah. Who's that seems much more like it's the, the spirit, the ghost of Bethel. The ghost. Yeah. The ghost within Bethel. Right. Okay. So, you know, there's somebody who's giving the tour and then somebody who's wearing, there's a picture in the article that I saw who's wearing like all black lace, like morning clothes, just like wandering alongside, I guess. Now alongside meaning not affiliated with the walking tour 
No, she is affiliated. Pay attention to me, too. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I mean, she definitely has something to do with the walking tour. But honestly, it was just a one-sentence reference to her and a picture of her and no other explanation. I want attention. <laughs> Look over here. <laughs> um, I have no idea whether the current tour is like that and that they include the spirit right. of Bethel. Uh, but I'm sure it's still sweet. So maybe look into it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Where's my husband? Um, Where is he? <laughs> like the worst. The worst like, acting. Like, that goes so far as of a performer and a character and she's looking for her husband. But she's like, Bo, where's my husband? I almost imagine Can't it like, find him. like during the time of the walking tour, maybe this woman is just also wandering around. And so you see her and maybe early in the walking tour, they have told her story. Yeah, And then you and then every once in a while, you're just crossing paths with this lady. And it's like, you've gone to lengths yeah. to make this immersive. And I think that's kind of awesome. I, I think it's totally awesome. I just hope she's not constantly like the entire time. She's walking with you for an hour. I, I don't know. Maybe he's over here. He wasn't. Let's, where, where are we going to next tour guide? I also like what you were saying about the ghost of P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Because I would I think that P.T. Barnum's ghost would be going like, everyone gather around, come look at a real ghost. Pay me $5 and you can look at a real ghost, me. You're totally right. Why would he stop capitalizing on this in the afterlife? Especially when he has the spectacle of all spectacles. He's got the goods. He can finally Life exploit after himself. Death. Yes, finally. Yes. Finally. Um, so the same article about the the walking tour mentioned some little hauntings in passing that I tried doing research on and couldn't find further information. But they say that there are ghosts at a restaurant bar called the Putnam House. Okay. There are ghost dogs that wander around in Bethel. And the ghosts of children who died in a school bus accident who helped to push cars off of the train tracks. Oh. It also mentioned in passing a ghost sighting in a second story window of a firehouse, which totally like separately, I just happened to be looking up so much stuff. It ended up, it ended up corroborating something that I read on a site that was new to me called Ghosts of America. Hmm. So it's basically like hauntedplaces.org, our beloved website where you can put in a location and it'll tell you about haunted places around you and then sometimes have uh, reviews from people about yeah. the haunted places. Ghosts of America is kind of like that, but way more pop-ups and like way harder to, to like get to yeah. what you want to read. But they do have nice, easy options to search by state and then town. So it giveth and it taketh away. Of course, yeah. Um, so here is what I found about the Bethel Firehouse. Somebody wrote, uh, somebody named Andre wrote, At the Bethel Fire Department, there are strange sounds and shadows that occur at night. It's said that during its construction, one of the workers fell from the third floor to the basement and died. Now and again, you'll hear the doors open and shut in the middle of the night when there's no one around or the motion-sensitive lights will turn on with no one there. So, yeah. I mean, that guy's telling that story on the walking tour. They talk about seeing something. So it seems like something might be happening in that uh, firehouse. It sounds like something's happening everywhere. I mean, yeah. It sounds like there are ghosts, like, swinging from every... <laughs> yeah. You know, light post. And right, there are ghost dogs walking by. Yeah, P.T. Barnum's trying to get you to come over and put a nickel in his hat or whatever they did back then. You almost just want to walk around Bethel just kind of like with your eyes down. Like, all right, everybody, yeah. just let me through. Just let right. me through. Don't jostle <laughs> gotta me. Gotta get bread. There's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> right. 
Um, I found another story on another ghost site that's new to me with a kind of similar vibe. This is hauntedhovel.com. My hovel's haunted. (laughs) Right. Uh, This one's a little bit longer. This person says, I don't know if they left their name, but we'll see by the end, I guess. Um, In 1988, my girlfriend and I rented a small cottage at One Williams Road in Bethel, Connecticut. I am one William. You're one William. I'm one William. What must this mean? That'd be the best way for me to get mail. (laughs) Wherever (laughs) I live, my address is one William town. That's it. Whatever town. Um, the cottage was owned by a man on Sunset Hill Road. Okay. Do you remember that sure. name? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, who had two dogs. It was in his backyard, but it had its own driveway on Williams Road. The first odd thing happened when we went to rent the place. The owner said, go ahead and check it out. I don't go in there anymore. This should have been a red flag, but I was only 20 at the time, and the cottage seemed like it would be a nice place for us. Things started off kind of subtle. I would hear someone going up or down the stairs to the loft occasionally. But when I went back, but when I went to look, nothing was there. Nothing was there. I shrugged it off the first couple of times I heard it. I worked nearby at the Putnam Park Sunoco, which is still there. Mm. One day I mentioned where I lived to an old guy named Mr. Yaman, who I worked with, and he looked at me with eyes wide. He said, are you crazy? Didn't you know that place is haunted? I mentioned the landlord's odd behavior, and he told me he's the one who found her. He's the ghost. Uh, He then told me the story about a depressed young lady who had hung herself in the cottage a few years before. Just prior to hearing this story from my coworker, things had started to get stranger. The refrigerator had several boxes and some dishes on top of it and simply cleared itself off. Every dish and box came crashing down so that nothing remained on top of the refrigerator. The floors were quite level, and this happened more than once. The place was also infested with wood spiders. One morning, I awoke with one on my face so that I could see its legs when I opened my eyes. Oh, my God. It bit me right between the eyes seconds after opening them. I swatted the thing off me and beat it to a pulp with a shoe. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. Beat with a pulp. Is something that you say beat about like a pulp. fighting a, somebody, you know? Well, I beat, beat it to a pulp with a shoe. I guess I don't know. It would just be like I squashed it. You know, yeah. You, you with one move, you crush, you destroy True. the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know how big this wood spider was. Maybe he was really going it's to like town. He's throwing punches at a spider, you know. <laughs> um, I had a big itchy sore between my eyes for a while. At this point, my girlfriend and I also got sick, and the doctor said it seemed like the flu. I remember being sick for the rest of the time I was there and the fever and general poor feeling started to make me feel un- or started making me unpleasant to deal with. <laughs> My girlfriend also started to act out of character. I remember going around the cottage with an aerosol can and Bic lighter every night, torching all the wood spiders so I wouldn't wake up with one on me again. What? Every night I always got some. It seemed like a new bunch would show up every day. No, thank you. I don't think you should do that. Probably not. Right? You can't go around with a... Bic lighter and a... What was it? An aerosol can? You cannot go around making flamethrowers to kill this... <laughs> haven't you seen arachnophobia? The whole goddamn house caught on fire. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Don't do that. Don't do it. Uh, she had a pet guinea pig that died while we were there, and when I went to the backyard to bury the animal, I found gravestones. I was told after showing them... <laughs> Uh, I was told after showing them to someone that they were either Indian or animal graves. They were unmarked stones, but you could tell they were placed there intentionally. 
The final episode came after we knew we were leaving and had about a week left to be there. My girlfriend called me in a panic when I was sitting at the Sunoco station saying a black cat was sitting on one of the grave markers looking in the window at her. She went out and chased it away, but it returned shortly and resumed staring into the window. After a couple of terrified phone calls, Mr. Yaman said, go check it out. I'll watch the station. I drove home to find my girlfriend quite shaken and scared. She told me to go see the see the window that faced the backyard. To both our astonishment and terror, there were now two black cats, each one sitting on a gravestone staring in the window. Wow. I went and chased them away and did my best to calm my girlfriend. I didn't go back into work that day and was fired, which was okay because I was going to quit at the end of the week anyway. We started packing our stuff in the morning. I don't think we even lasted 30 days. I'm surprised I haven't found any other info on this cottage in the various Connecticut haunted house websites. It seemed to be common knowledge in Bethel, Connecticut, which seems to have always to have always had a lot of suicides. I remember hearing people refer to the high school as Suicide High. I looked on Google Maps today and found the cottage. It has been rebuilt and the yard has been cleared. I found other references to Suicide High. Did you really? Yep. So let's talk real quick mm-hmm. i have so i'm i'm a member of a couple of um writing connecticut groups that i joined after going I, yeah i am too I, you know i wrote i share with people like it's been you know almost 30 years since i've been gone or whatever like that and um i asked people for scary stories and somebody wrote like well uh uh there was a a suicide in the early 80s that was never reported mm-hmm. um, almost everyone knows about that and I, <clears throat> I copied it down because you remembered a story mm-hmm. that uh, was similar, I think, of a guy who had hung himself, hanged himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And suicide high. So I guess <laughs> I, I'm sort of talking in circles. I apologize. That story, the storyteller references like, I'm surprised I didn't find more people talking about this online. It seems like it's well known right. around the community. That's my finding as well from the last couple of months Mm -hmm. is that, yes, you can look up, you know, ghost hauntings uh, around Connecticut, scary stories and stuff like that, and you'll find some. But weirdly, I find that a lot of them are very vague. Yeah. The way they're written online. And yet in these groups, people will be like, well, everybody knows, blah, 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 blah. Everybody knows, blah, 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 blah. And it does seem like somehow this is a place where a lot of the stories are vocally told yeah and not really shared in full which is odd in 2022 right right um but this like this suicide notion has popped up a couple of times for me mm-hmm. not even necessarily in stuff i'm going to share with you but like i saw it a few different places yeah that is of note i know it's so weird i mean i've looked high and low multiple times for the story of this like super extremely creepy guy that i crossed paths with who turned out to have lived on our street which I didn't know when I crossed paths with him and then hung himself, I think a little while before we moved Mm. and I've never been able to find anything about it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, let me bring us back up with my last thing about Bethel. Okay. Um, This is a bit, this is awesome. This is about a local legend whose name was Dante Vaghi or Vaghi. It's V A G H I. Great. This was a gentleman who was super duper dedicated to his belief in UFOs. He said that he saw over 15 in his lifetime and he had this like 
very kind of like lighthearted, playful, but also extremely public dedication to his belief. Um, and it was definitely real, even if it was like a little bit goofy. So he lived in Bethel. He put out ads in the local newspaper wishing happy holidays to the extraterrestrials. Because they pick up the paper. I guess so. Um, he also had t-shirts made referencing and commemorating his many experiences with UFOs that he would send to government officials whose opinions he wanted to sway. So here's a picture of the back of one of the t-shirts. It just has... Go ahead. Why don't you explain what it looks like? It's like a... um, I'm assuming it's a crop circle. Is that what's going on? Um, I think it's something in the sky. Is it in the sky? Because everything is drawn like in a very scratchy, almost like a woodcutting style, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with woodcutting art. Um, And it looks like an orb, uh, a, a circular oval, I guess, with a hole in its center. Um, I guess in the sky, it looks to me like a bir- almost like a, a well, bird's read, eye view. It, I think it says what it's about, like in words, by it. UFO egg-shaped vehicles spotted by Dante J. Vaghi over Bethel, Connecticut, on August tenth, nineteen fifty-six, and then below the image it says UFO landing site. So I do think it's meant to be a cornfield and like flattened stalks of corn. Okay, and that's where this thing landed. So I think it's crop circle and a. Yeah, and it's of this egg-shaped thing, I guess. Weird. Yeah. And on the rest of the t-shirt, there are other references. It it says UFO submarine-shaped vehicle spotted um, by uh, Dante Vaghi. It kind of cuts off, and it says over Bethel and Redding, Connecticut on September. Dates cut off, 1985. It's just, it's commemorating a bunch of different times he's seen these things. This is one version of a shirt. I love it. Um, There's another one that says UFO expert Dante Vaghi, the pioneer, Bethel, Connecticut. So he's also got a brand that he's trying to uphold. I like the art. I know, it looks awesome. I think the art is really, really cool. These are available for sale right now on eBay and Etsy. That's great. Yeah. What if you had looked at this and the dates were our dates of birth? (laughs) That'd be so awesome. (laughs) That'd be so great. (laughs) It really would. Um, So he was... He was a woodworker by trade. This was something that was passed down in his family. And he ended up taking over a building for his wood shop that the Topstone Rubber Toy Company had once occupied in Bethel. And this is a company that made rubber Halloween masks as well as toys. On one of the times, I I told you this like years ago, but... Um, after one of the like training sessions or retreats that I went to for restorative yoga in Reading, I was talking to a woman who was at it and she was like, oh yeah, my, I don't remember now, my relative worked at the Topstone Halloween uh, mask factory or whatever. And I was like, what? I, I love that so much. Topstone yeah. was also the beach we went to, Topstone Beach. It was Topstone Park. Oh, um, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, it was like a little lake. Um, So, yeah, he took over that Topstone building and he put out a sign outside that says this. This is on the sign outside his business. I'll read it, but I'm just showing you. Oh, oh, wow. It's it's dense. Yes, (laughs) it's quite dense. It says as the heading, I guess I would say an open letter to all the world. UFOs do exist. History will soon prove me right. Then smaller. Um, it says UFO landing, Bethel, Connecticut, USA, Friday, June 27th. Dates dates for another one. 
And then it says, a new telescope will soon go into orbit on the space shuttle Atlantis. The edge of the universe will then be viewed. At that moment, it will be revealed to all mankind on planet Earth what history has been waiting for since the beginning of time. That UFOs do exist. I have seen 11 UFOs since March uh, since March 10th, 1950, and two UFO landings. All sightings were reported to the proper authorities. And that's kind of, he has literally like a signature yeah. of Dante James Vaghi. And then to the side, you're right, like a brand, it says Dante James Vaghi, the UFO pioneer. Bethel, Connecticut, USA, July 31st, 1986. So he had five other sightings after this because he's saying that you know, he had 10 at this point, And yeah. I know that over his lifespan, he said that he had encountered 15 UFOs. Um, he passed in 2011 and his friends played the song spirit in the sky 13 oh. times at his funeral, because it was something that one of his friends joked to him about. He's like, when you die, I'll pay play spirit in the sky 13 times. And um, so they did it. And then a year later, they gathered in Barnum Square in Bethel with a replica of one of the UFOs that he had seen to just like celebrate his life. And it seems like he just like he definitely believed this stuff for real, but definitely had like a light hardness and a goofiness to it. Like his friends, when they gathered, they were wearing costumes like one of the people was dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And like they clearly know it's like a little bit silly. Um, that they had this replica and stuff, but just seemed like a very nice thing. I love that. I love the yeah. idea that like after he was gone, they still sort of like upheld the kind of person that he was and, yep. and what he would have enjoyed. Because um, there are undoubtedly people out there who somebody would be like, yeah, he believed in this wacky thing, whatever, mm-hmm. and then just m- move on. No, I, th- I think he had like a supportive community around him. I, I think that's really interesting. I, yeah. I like that. I like that sort of like, you know, colorful local character. I love that he... Uh, not only believed in this stuff, but was having fun with it. Definitely. Which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I pulled up some Topstone masks. Please. Just out of curiosity, I wanted to look at them. Yeah. I, I do vaguely remember you telling me about how there was a, a Halloween shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I looked at the masks, and they're awesome. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're totally like awesome. Super awesome. There's a, a, a creepy skull with a black hood thing, and it's 16 bucks on eBay right now, which oh, wow. is like great. And they they seem retro-y, like yeah. authentically gross eighties ish. Yes, to me, um, some of them are like kind of reminiscent of the masks from Halloween three. Yeah, I feel like yes, absolutely. Halloween season of the witch, a hundred percent. Topstone's great monster masks of the sixties, and so Spider Face was one of them, Kristen. Oh, of course. The guy from your story. He's real. Oh, no. Spider face. I guess he didn't get away from those wood spiders. Deluxe over-the-top rubber masks. <laughs> I love this art style. This, like, 60s comic book yeah, it looks show awesome. off of their, of their masks. If you watch the video version, you can see what I'm showing on the screen. Mm-hmm. But I just I just need to get eyes on this. And it's, like, yeah. it's retro Halloween is what it is. It's, it's super, it's super awesome. cool. It's totally great. Um, so the very last thing I'll say, it's a quickie. I just wanted to touch on Danbury real quick. Yeah. And the Danbury Fair Mall. Okay. And this is a, a story from ghostsofamerica.com, as referred to earlier. And it has a little bit of a twist at the end. My mother works at the Danbury Fair Mall. 
One day she was working the night shift around Christmas. Since no one else was ever at the mall after 11 p.m., she let me visit her and drop off some leftovers. It was about 12 a.m. and I was still there keeping her company. She was sweeping the floors right in front of Macy's next to Aeropostale. I sat on one of the resting area couches a couple of feet away from where Macy's is. Then I saw a shadow inside of the store and it moved from the inside of Macy's through the gate toward the outside. Then it vanished. I didn't pay any mind to it until a couple of hours later when I was back home. I thought it was just some person walking into work, but when I realized what it was, I freaked out. I I always walk around there when I go to the mall and I've never seen it again. Now this was submitted by Anon Alpha. Then we have a comment from Fabtush986. Fabtush. Okay, after reading this, I'm never going to the mall without getting freaked. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Okay. Also, I misread... Fab Tush as Fat Bush at first. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Both are funny. Both are great. Yeah. Both are great. Mm-hmm. Okay. That energy. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm never going to the mall again without getting freaked after this. I love that. I know. Okay. Oh, that's great. I know. Um, all right, everybody. Well, we're going to uh, shift over to Reading, Connecticut mm-hmm. in, in but a mere moment. Right. But first, we want to shout out the greatest website of all time ever made, gttupod.com. Give it up. It is the home of Guide to the Unknown. It's got everything you need. Mm -hmm. It's got links to every single episode we have ever done. I realize as I'm saying that out loud, it's actually not true. There are actually a few early on that I I never (laughs) loaded in here. still. (laughs) But anyway, the point is, it's where all of our links are. So if you go to our website, you can find links to our Patreon, for example, which is patreon.com slash gttu pod um you can get access to all of our uh bonus shows on our patreon there are different tiers that give you access to different levels of shows per week yeah all the way up to our demon tier which is an additional show every single monday um this past monday's episode we ranked things from the scream franchise this coming monday kristen and i are diving back into the world of video games but with a twist we are playing a game called Alice Madness Returns. It is sort of a an edgy, gothy. Yeah, like a, a little bit of, there's like a London steampunky sort of essence to Alice in Wonderland. Yep. And what we did was rather than this being like an ongoing series or something, like everything about the game is encapsulated for you. So we start off reading about the premise of the entire game series. We do a little bit of gameplay and then we jump right to Wikipedia to just read the ending of the plot. So if you've ever had any curiosity about that game series, then it's all for you in that episode. It's all in one go, which I think is a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. that way we don't drag it on for a million different parts or anything like that. Right. Uh, you can also get a link to our T public. Uh, site where you can get access to uh, our little designs like our Guide to the Unknown bingo shirt, yep. um, our our logo shirts, old-timey Willie, old-timey Chrissy. Uh, these were put together by Drew Hester, these old-timey yes. photos, which are a lot of fun. The classic running for the ruffles design. Of course. You can get these things on a shirt, on a tank top, on kids' shirts, on masks, notebooks. I've got an old-timey Willie uh, notebook yeah. right upstairs. It's a lot of fun, so Super go check cool. that out. Anyway, the point is GTTU pod. Dot com has everything you need from Guide to the Unknown. Mm-hmm. Follow at GTTU Pod on all social media. Uh, I would also like to uh, shout out, why not? Go check yeah. out TheMythTraveler.com. Absolutely. I've got a, 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 all of my writing is up here. Kristen, my website's completely up to date. Up. I mean, you're beating us. Yeah, I'm, I'm beating 
Me. Yourself. Us, yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but there's exclusive stuff here as well. You can poke into my uh, sort of writing process, which is a lot of fun. So check yeah. those things out. little plug for us. Yes. Um, all right. Let's shift over to Reading. Let's do it. Shall we? Let's go home. Let's do it. It's the time. night they came home. <laughs> it's tonight. <laughs> so first of all, I want to shout out one of my big sources. I uh, frequently found myself going to historyofreading.net. Awesome. Um, sometimes I, I found it uh, because people sent it to me in those Reddit, uh, the, the Reddit groups, Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. um, but then also I would search for like hauntings and it would bring me right back to this site. Great. And I want to shout it out because it is a homegrown local website. It is run by somebody named Brent M. Colley, who grew up in Reddit, uh, uh, Reading and had this to say, which I thought was really sweet about his sort of like love of history. And why am I documenting all this stuff? It is a super comprehensive history of the town. Um, and he goes on to say, a special thank you must be given to my grandfather, who has been extremely helpful and enthusiastic. Without his help and knowledge, none of this would have come to fruition. From a young age, he's shown me the town as it is and as it was, and told me countless stories of places, people, and events that have enriched the history and shaped the landscape of our town. I cannot, say thank, I cannot thank him enough for this. I can only say, this is for you, Grandpa. I will always be grateful. That's awesome. Which I thought was sweet. It's a it's somebody from the town writing about the time and tr town trying to encapsulate it and keep it there for all time, which yeah. I really love. So I mentioned Gallows Hill, which was a road. Yes. Right around where we it's like just off of the mm -hmm. road we grew up on, so we drove up and down it all the time. Yeah. So uh, I should also point out Reddit. I keep calling it Reddit. I, I don't know what I'm. I, I you talk didn't more, do it earlier. I didn't. I, no. I talk more about Reddit. Then I talk about Reading, so I think my brain is getting yeah, the wires crossed. It's understandable. But so um, Reading as a town is super old. Yes, it is older than the country. Mm -hmm. It was founded in seventeen. It's older than me. It's older than Kristen, if you can believe such Oof. a thing. It was founded in seventeen sixty-seven. Yeah, that is nine years before the United States of America. Uh, before it's crazy. our yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah. So Gallows Hill Road. What's up with that? What is it? It's where people were hung, mm -hmm. um, obviously. Most of these things have like names for reasons. Yeah. So I've got these um, reports. General Putnam's orders, Putnam of Putnam Park. Right. Uh, from February 4th, 1779. Edward Jones was tried at a general court-martial for going to and serving the enemy and coming out as a spy. He was found guilty of each and every charge exhibited against him, and according to the law... And the usages of nations, what, was sentenced to suffer death. Quote, the general approves the sentence and orders it to be put in execution between the hours of 10 and 11 a.m. by hanging him by the neck till he be dead. Till he be dead. It sounds like old pirate talk. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, general Putnam's orders, February 6th, 1779. This is two days later. John Smith of the 1st Connecticut Regiment was tried at a general court-martial for desertion and attempting to go to the enemy, found guilty, and further persisting in saying that he will go to the enemy if he ever has an opportunity. Okay. <laughs> so, <not> <laughs> it's he, like double down. He was caught for wanting to go to the enemy. He's like, just so you know, if you ever let me go... I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to do it again. Yeah. So here's what happened to him. The general approves the sentence and orders that it be put in execution between the hours of 10 and 12 a.m. for him to be shot to death. Oy, oy, oy. These are hard times. Yeah. These are tense times. 
Uh, Route 53, just past John Reed Middle School. Lots of strange activity. This is now the author of the website here, talking about sort of the hauntings here. Mm -hmm. Um, He says there are reports of orbs and voices, especially in winter months. That's where I went to middle school. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why? They call it Gallows Hill for a reason, Mm. he points out. But I love that it says, especially in the winter months. Yeah. You see the orbs and hear the voices. These men were put to death in February. You know what it makes me think of? So there were like kind of, if I remember correctly, I think I do for this, there were kind of like, not swamps, but sort of like swampy areas kind of by the middle school. You know when there's like an area and it has like all those reeds yeah. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like an area that would be ripe for a will-o'-the-wisp situation. Yeah, you're right. So could an orb or something be a will-o'-the-wisp? You're right. You're right. Did bog gas ignite? Right. And then it got roped into that's an orb. Right. But it's actually just another supernatural thing. Oh, but the will... But a, well, we've disproven will-o'-the-wisps. No, I bet you know. But... Uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so there was... Oh, I've also got stories about Gallows Hill Road mm. from one of the Facebook groups. I also uh, resort to these Facebook groups quite a bit because I really like... I love how the history of Reading.net is written very historically and journalistically, but I also like people's comments on Facebook because they're yeah. just their first person recollections. Totally. And it's fun to get that sort of boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. I live around here even now as I type. Yeah. It's a very feeling. natural account. Exactly. So this was commented by Martin in the Reading, Connecticut group. I was always told Gallows Hill was where Putnam's crew hanged British soldiers that were captured. Pickett's Ridge was apparently where the soldiers went to picket, quote unquote, or hang out and watch for the British soldiers coming up the coast. I'm not saying this is correct, but that's what I remember, Hmm. which I love. That is cool. Christopher had this. My understanding, Gallows Hill was named after General Putnam, uh, hung a few suspected Tories in his ranks. I believe this was once the weather finally turned after the infamous winter of 78 and 79. This is 17. Yeah. 78 and 79, not 19. Of course. When he was garrisoned where Putnam Park is today. The gallows in question, the gallows in question, per my understanding, were at the Route 53 end of the road near Wartleberry. This is just to really underline this is an old place. <laughs> yeah, where, right. Where you can have a Wartleberry. Right. You know? It's just um, normal. Basically, they hung the people towards the top of the steep hill where Wartleberry and gallows meet. At the time, there was a little village in the Route 53 area. And the Route 53 area was a common through road even back then. No trees around. So the hung people could be easily seen from far away to serve as a lesson slash warning to others. Holy crap. They hung them high. Yeah. I Wow. Yeah. That's an awesome story. It's an awesome story. It's real history. Now, does it inform modern day ghost experiences or ghost stories for entertainment? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think I, I almost think it's interesting just to hear the history of how we used to, how we used to do things. Yeah, definitely. There's a spy, hang him and somewhere hang him. that the other spies can see them. Make an example of him. Make an example. I, we still do that today in different ways. Like Martha Stewart going to prison. You're right. We were making an example of her. I made a big example. And then she Martha made a, pon- a poncho. Actually, no, her friend made a poncho. Oh, so she never got her revenge then. 
<laughs> um, now this is super, super weird, but I had just sort of like a general recollection myself mm -hmm. from being a kid. I don't know if you remember this. Maybe we've even talked about this. Reading Elementary School, where we each would have gone to school for the first few grades, mm -hmm. uh, kindergarten on up. Through uh, five. In the back of the school was the playground, mm -hmm. but the playground in the 90s was a crazy, crazy spectacle. It Why? was all wood. It was dark wood. Uh-huh. And it was arranged. Oh, and now I remember. Yes, yes. In a pyramid. Yes, absolutely. Yep. You could climb to the top, up these wooden steps to the top of the pyramid. Yes. I have to imagine, in my kid memory, this thing was like two stories high. I know. I think it's probably 10 feet high. That's what I'm guessing, That's too. still crazy. That's still pretty damn high for kids to just be like scrambling over. Oh, yeah. It's pretty nuts. So you could climb to the top of the pyramid, and there was a pole. That yeah. you could slide down like a fireman. Yep. You could slide all the way to the inside bottom of the pyramid, or you could slide part way, mm -hmm. squeeze on so that you stop, you pause halfway down the pole, and leap off onto a little shelf in there. That I don't remember. There were multiple layers inside. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, anyway, I have been trying to find photos of this thing. Yeah. Forever. I turned to my old friend. From when I was a child there. Oh, okay. And not even he could supply them, but he can constantly promises that he will, which is <laughs> infuriating. Um, so I'll sidebar into that story real quick. Yep. We lived in Connecticut until you were 13. Mm -hmm. I was 10. We moved in the 90s. There was no internet. Yeah. There was no connection with old friends. Mm -hmm. When we moved from Connecticut, it was basically saying goodbye to that place and those people forever yeah i never saw those friends again i i lost them entirely yeah we moved to missouri for a few years then we moved to connecticut well to new jersey to new jersey yeah, sorry whatever <laughs> <laughs> make it confusing for everybody we moved to we moved from where connecticut, we live now where we live now we moved from connecticut originally to missouri now to new jersey in high school i meet ali palmer uh we're friends high school in new jersey high school in new jersey we're friends, uh, and then she goes away to NYU, where she meets a guy named Sam, and says to him one day, oh, I'm on the phone with my friend Will Rogers, I'm going home to visit my friend Will Rogers soon, and he says to her, I knew a Will Rogers so crazy. in elementary school, in Connecticut, Reading, Connecticut, in fact, and she texts me, and yeah, it's a guy that I knew. So nuts. From when I was a kid. We would hang out at each other's houses. We were good friends as children. Yep. All of a sudden, now me, adult Will, I'm able to validate my memories through Sam. Yeah. I can say to him, I had a memory. I. This is literally how this all started. I said to Sam, there's a vision that's been plaguing me my whole life. I was friends with a kid. We would go down into his basement it was an enormous basement room. It was like a play area. Mm -hmm. um, TV, toys. Um, but hanging above the television was a painting of a nude woman with a bird head. Uh -huh. And I remember as a child looking at it and being like, what the hell <laughs> is that? What are we doing down here? Yeah. Boobs and a bird head on it. I, I don't know what to it's make happening. of this. And then when you were done playing down there, there was a separate staircase that could bring you back up. Two staircases. Mm. And so for my whole life, I was Ritzy. like, I was like nude lady with a bird head and two staircases. This was like some rich house, whatever. So I asked Sam about this and he goes, yeah, yeah, I know whose house that was. That's my house. 
Oh, that's amazing. So even just a couple of months ago when Allie and I went to Connecticut, we went to his house. Right. Part of his engagement party was in that basement. Was the bird lady there? The bird lady was there. I have a photo of the bird lady. I actually, you haven't told me this story. Oh my god! I saw this image as a child. Bird lady's caked up. Uh, she's caked. Yeah. She's thick. <laughs> With two C's, it wouldn't be a show without an Alexa yeah. or a Siri yeah. step in. But so I would stare up at this, <laughs> like eight years old, and be like, "What is that? That's so weird. What is that?" And then as a kid, you got to imagine the rest of my life. I think like, well, I'll never know now. That's so cool. Maybe this was some psychological. Right, right. <laughs> Some like a, Freudian screw up. Yeah, yeah I combined yeah. a lady and a bird in my nightmares. Yeah, right. But he's like, no, 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 my dad's a painter. He painted that. That's amazing. It's all real. Oh my God, you're so blessed Kristen, that you got to like have that solved. It was all waiting for me. That's incredible. I want to mention also that Red So to the FBI who's been seeing that nude bird lady on my phone, <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> um, also, Redding is, is home to stars. We, we didn't even mention. Uh, first of all, Mr. Belvedere went to our church. <laughs> yep. Meatloaf lived in Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and mo- Meatloaf was eaten in Reading. Abs- Mom used to make that all the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a now famous author named C.J. Hauser was my best friend. Yes. If you've heard us joke about the Spiritual Gazette, <laughs> C.J. and I uh, co-authored that together. That's right. She went on to higher heights than I. Yep. And also somebody you might know as Kazoo Kid lived in Reading. <laughs> Good point. Brett Ambler. Yes. Kazoo Kid. Yep. The top viewed video on this channel. Oh, by far. Because Kazoo Kid's other video. Because I starred, Christine's I will in say, it. in Kazoo Kid's other video, Let's Sing Along. People know the Kazoo Kid meme. It's this little blonde yeah. boy, and he plays the kazoo, and he people sing along with him and stuff like that, and, and he's out in the woods using his imagination and stuff. Right. There's another video he made in our school's gym. Yeah. Like our cafetorium on stage. Cafetorium? Yeah, that's what they call it, where it's like a cafeteria and an auditorium. Oh, really? I've never heard that word. And sometimes they pull out the lunch tables and sometimes you. <laughs> they did do that. I just haven't heard it chairs. called that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Brett Ambler mm-hmm. uh, uh, is there and uh, they keep cutting to kids dancing and Kristen's one of them. Yeah. I recently sent you a bunch of gifts you of did. yourself from it. Young yeah. baby Chrissy, you're adorable. I know. It's and really cute. You're so happy dancing with him. <laughs> I, it was, it's a formative memory for me. I remember crying yeah. and throwing a fit that they wouldn't let me be in it. Yeah, I, I, I guess young. they, yeah, they chose like a bunch of kids from like a few grades or something. And mom wanted to stick you in it yeah. um, so that you could participate too and it'd be like even Steven. Wait, she tried to bring me in just to shove me in? Yeah. So I shouldn't have been exposed to that rejection. Correct. Because they kicked me out. Yes. (laughs) I remember being rejected. He's three years younger than me, and I was probably in, like, first grade or kindergarten or something. And, no, she just wanted you to be in it, too. (laughs) Mom. Um, So I think you can see, like, maybe the back of your head in, like, a scene or something. That's sort of a a lore. I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, that's the thing. That's on this channel. It's on our uh, YouTube.com slash GTTU pod if you look for... Kazoo Kid's other video. Yeah, you can see it. It's it's very cute. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I mean, CJ Hauser just came out with a book called The Crane Wife. Yep. That is doing like incredibly well. I see it referenced all the time without me looking, and she's a beautiful writer. So go check her out. And she's from Reading. Absolutely. Yeah. That that is really cool. I know. Um. Also, we're from Reading. Yes. Also, so, we. All those Wikipedia page. I don't know who's in charge of Wikipedia. <laughs> 
Those got to be updated. Of course. Kristen and William. Get out there, editors. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, I was trying to find this playground. Remember I was talking about uh-huh. that? So there's a, pl- a pyramid playground, and I was asking people, do they have any photos on, on Facebook? Alex says, I don't remember. <laughs> Weirdly, Alex Jones. Oh. Uh-oh. He has his own Connecticut issues. I don't think it's him, though. About to say, and that his Connecticut issues were very, very close to where we grew up. Very close. Yes. Um, I don't remember the wooden pyramid, but I do remember that crumbling cement tube with Swiss cheese holes in it. <laughs> I don't Just remember like, that. Do you? <laughs> I, think okay, it, yeah. I think it probably crumbled by the time we got Maybe, there. Maybe, yeah. But some of this might ping some memories. And all the sand that would get in my kids and, oh, the, yeah. and the metal monkey bars and the metal two kid swings that hit a kid full on in the head when he ran behind it. I think they removed them after that. Then somebody adds on, I was just telling somebody about witnessing a kid get their head cut open with those metal horse swings. Oh, yeah. I remember horse swings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was them. (laughs) And then somebody said, uh, yeah, people just start talking about how like there were metal slides and stuff. Uh I broke my arm in Connecticut, not on that playground, but I remember then playing on that playground and having to be very careful because everything was hard metal. Totally. Yes. (laughs) It was dangerous. Yeah. Like the metal would get super hot if you want to go down the slide. And so you'd be like scooching and getting like a burn. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were wearing shorts. Right. Because your mom put you in denim shorts. Absolutely. And then your thighs are burning on the metal tube and you can't even seek refuge on like the side of the tube no the entire thing is because it's all metal yeah. it's burning you and slicing you yes we i think are the maybe one of the last generations to have experience <laughs> to deal with a metal slide super dangerous playground i think that's probably true it's crazy that we could jump off a big wooden pyramid <laughs> it's nuts that's crazy i know that's insane all right anyway all right back to history of reading.net mark twain Lane. Yeah, of course. Mark Twain is a famous resident from mm-hmm. uh, Reading. Not as famous as Meatloaf, but you mentioned him first. Right. Uh, so uh, this is what History of Reading has to say. A black cat appears on Mark Twain Lane on Halloween. Why? Oh, awesome. Not sure yet. <laughs> Which I, <laughs> Jury's out. We're still looking into it. I love that the word yet is in there. Yeah. This is an old website. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like uh, we, we love an old website here on Guide love. to the Unknown. And I tried searching a few things. I got some weird pop-ups that were like, your Mac is being attacked. And I had to Oh, I got to tell you, on Ghost of America and Haunted Hovel, it was a mess. That's, yeah. But got some cool stuff. 100%. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Um, I'm going to speed ahead a little bit here. Reading Ridge Cemetery. Back in middle school, a schoolmate connected with something via a Walkman when she touched a stone. Oh, That's what's cool. written here. Almost like blog It's like an style. EVP. Yeah, almost like picking up an EVP, which is interesting. Um, I knew she was in need of attention, but I've experienced cold spots there, too. So sort of <laughs> undermined her experience yeah. a little bit. Um, uh, <clears throat> how about Putnam Park? Oh, this is good. Please. This is good. Let me share this with you. Mm-hmm. So I found out, talk about famous residents. There's something else famous that happened in Reading. Um, maybe you've heard of it. The um, the John Travolta. Oh my God! I was wondering when, when we came down here before. Will had the cover of Old Dogs up on our screen here that we have. The poster for a movie starring John Travolta and Robin Williams and Seth Green with a gorilla, I guess. And I was like, "Why the hell is this here?" And then we just got off of it. Thank you for paying it why. off. Okay, it's because part of Old Dogs was filmed in Putnam Park. Oh God. And so I, out of curiosity, pulled up Putnam uh, Park, or pulled up Old Dogs, the poster, just to, to see what like it... Like how you touched it to... Like with fondness. Raise onto it. Um, now, 
I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> I've never seen it. I thought what, that this what's was... What's your guess? That's, what I, that's why this is here. Okay. That's why this is here. I wanted to ask you what you think this is. So for the, for the, for the listening audience, it's an all-white backdrop. The font is red. It's, it screams hilarity, right? John Travolta is shrugging, and this is in his... Um, like parting his yeah. hair down the middle phase. He's got a strange piece on. Um, Robin Williams uh, is tamping it down. It looks like he might be playing it straight. How could this be that there's a movie where John Travolta is <laughs> crazying it up and Rob Williams is playing it straight? That is weird. But even stranger, <clears throat> in front of them, <laughs> there is an enormous gorilla who is cradling a screaming Seth Green. So I, I, I put it to you. <laughs> What must this be? <laughs> Should Redding be claiming this as some win? What must this be about? Now, I saw the name Old Dogs. Yeah. And I thought that this was that movie where Tim Allen rides a motorcycle. Yes. That's Wild Hogs. I, I would have thought the exact same thing. Like, it, without this, if you said, you know, that old movie Old Dogs, I'd be like, yeah, the movie where Tim <laughs> Allen is riding a hog or whatever. Um, do you want me to get the answer and then you guess, or what do you want to do? <sighs> I haven't looked it up. Okay, so it's usually like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. These are old dogs. Right. They John must Travolta be John Travolta and Rob Williams. Williams. They've learned a new trick. Their new trick <laughs> has something to do with a gorilla cradling a screaming Seth Green. Seth Green doesn't look happy. William, that's all I got is that it's some sort of all dogs new tricks thing. Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, I can take it a step further, shall please, I? Please, please. All right. First of all, I think it's weird that this whole premise is you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but it's part of that John Travolta era where he's dying his hair block to still look yes, young. Yes. Robin Williams and John Travolta should be looking old. Yes. They should be played by uh, uh, Jack Lemon And Walter Matthau. And Walter Matthau. Old dog should be I'll take be as like... many of that team up as I can get. Yes. So now I'm getting a nurturing gorilla with a screaming Yeah, the gorilla's not being mean. The no. gorilla is like cradling him, but Seth Green's horrified. The gorilla is acting like Seth Green is its baby. Yes. I'm going to go with, and I swear I haven't looked this up, and I think okay. I might know the plot. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. I might know. Seth Green is one of their sons. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. He has a son. Okay. And I think John Travolta and Robin Williams have to help him raise that baby. But okay. they are so old now. Right. That they're the old dogs and they have to learn the new tricks. And they go to the zoo at some point and Seth Green falls in with the gorilla. Yeah. And the gorilla <laughs> loves him. This sounds good to me. Doesn't that and, sound right? Yes. And like, it's not like it's a, it's a main plot point, the gorilla thing, but it's like the moment in the movie. It's the hilarious. So they put it on the they poster. They put it right on the poster. Right, oh, right. that's that movie where a gorilla hugs Seth Green. Right. Okay. Okay. I think that's a good guess. First up, it's got a 5.3 on IMDb. It's got a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's extremely low. It's on Disney Plus right now. Here's the, here's the, it's not a synopsis of the movie. Here's like the blurb that Google puts up. Sure. <clears throat> While preparing for an important business deal, two bachelors, John Travolta and Robin Williams, become the unexpected caretakers of twin children. Okay. Okay, okay William. So I'm sort of right so yeah. far. One debacle after During a another. business meeting? That, okay, whatever. <laughs> what happens in the meeting? What must... Well, I'll give you your zillions to start your business, but first you have to raise these two twins. Right. Are Seth Green and the gorilla the twins? <laughs> Yep. Based on what you've read in this poster, that's 
the only thing I can assume. I, I think I should just stop reading. I think you're right. One debacle after another follows as the two clueless men try to take care of both their business duties and the rambunctious siblings. Though their lives are turned upside down, the men may just gain an understanding of what is really important in life. What a weird poster for that. Hold on. Okay. Take a guess. Don't look anywhere on the poster for it. What year was this made? Um, 2005? Wow. All right. You're closer than I, I thought. This, okay. this is 2009. I, oh, okay. It's not that long ago. It no. should be longer ago. <laughs> no. It, it, you know, it smacks of mid-2000s to me. I thought it would be longer ago. <laughs> One would think. I'm just in shock. And so this was filmed in Reading. It, in, wait, 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 wait. It also has Kelly Preston, Matt Dillon, Justin Long, Rita Wilson, Dax Shepard, Lori Laughlin, and Bernie Mac. Well, that's... It's a lot of people. Quite a stacked cast. A lot of people. Anyway, Kelly well that, Preston is John Travolta's wife, so... Okay. Kind of makes sense. That one's understandable. Dax Shepard and Seth Green did Without a Paddle together. Yep. Best friends forever. You are right about that as well. So they brought in their buds. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, let's get let's just go with some teeny tiny guys just for the for fun. Please. We'll get off of old dogs if that's okay. Mm. If you're okay moving past it. I'm not thrilled, but I guess we have to. I don't know why you brought it up. <laughs> uh, here are some more comments. Just when asked for ghost stories from the groups, this is what Richard had to offer. I have felt our ghost. I think my daughter has seen it. Murder suicide here back in the early '80s that never made the press. So that was the one that I was like another sort of one of these stories that I don't know why it never mm -hmm. pops up. Here is what uh, Janine wrote. Here it goes. I feel badly if anyone reads this that lived in the house. If I'm potentially hurting their feelings, but this is a true story. I won't use any names. One night, I'm sure it was a dark and stormy night. My sister was having a sleepover at this particular friend's house. The house is an antique. I don't know exactly what year it was built. And it stood there during the Revolutionary War. Anyway, sometime during the evening, Jennifer was awoken by a low, almost scratching noise and a very cold sensation in the room. She looked down at the end of her bed, and there was a Revolutionary War soldier standing there looking down at her. Of course, your mind tries to rationalize what your eyes are telling you you're seeing, but she, being a young girl, screamed pulled the covers over her head, and the soldier was gone after she came back out. Her friend in the twin bed next to her said, he won't hurt you. Oh, God. In a very knowing way. <clears throat> oh, my God. They just both experienced it there. That's some perfect, like, unsolved mysteries stuff. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I can see a reenactment of somebody in, like, you know, old military garb mm -hmm. at the end of somebody's bed. Yes. There's a lot of Revolutionary War history yeah. in, in Connecticut. Like I said, old place. Mm -hmm. Predates the United States. Um, and Civil War history as well. There was a lot of that on the history of Reading.net. I'm not going to get into that stuff. Maybe if there... We'll, we'll get to that when there's Civil War two. Sure. We'll time sure. it for the release of our second Civil War. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> we'll get into yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, now, uh, how about... I think I've got one more thing. Yeah. yeah this is just a stupid story. Love oh, a stupid story. I mean, I'm, you know, the reader <clears throat> of, of Fabtush slash Fatbush. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So Allie and I went to Reading, mm -hmm. and we didn't have very long... Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to do, I just wanted to do a little tour of places that I knew. And one place that I've always remembered was this little tiny burger joint we used to go to pretty frequently called The Sycamore. Hell yeah. It is still there. 
we went, we went, uh, uh, and, uh, I was telling her all about how, like, I remember being in there and it was, uh, so cool. They had arcades at the back, like really only enough room for two things. Like, uh, uh, one of those, like put a coin in and you can win a stuffed animal. Yeah. And one arcade cabinet. And I would like beg dad for quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had these great burgers that you'd press them. They'd be all crispy on the edges. And like, it's just like, Delish. almost like very Americana. It's me. It looks like a 1950s diner. Yeah. And I don't know if they still do it, but they did drive up where yes. they had, you know, servers come out to your car. So they still do drive up mm-hmm. and they have antique cars. Yeah. Yeah. Come to like, like park out front so that people can like show off their, like, I don't know anything about cars, but like their old their, car. Their old car. Yeah. So I know I drove by it when I went those times, but I didn't actually go eat there. I don't know why I didn't, but yeah. whatever. So Allie and I drive past and she sort of goes like, does this look right? Do you like remember any of this? Mm-hmm. Like from like when you were a kid? And I looked and I saw a joke opportunity. There was an old man sitting in a chair <laughs> around the back of the restaurant. I went, actually, yeah. So th- 25 years ago, but it's crazy. That guy was sitting there the day we left. <laughs> That's a good one. And I was just like a sin. She's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But then I, th- I, I could swear. I think it was like a day later we drove by and he was still sitting there. And I was like, he's there. I told you. <laughs> oh, man. He's always there. That's awesome. He's always there. I got to go back and check again. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have to see you next time if he's there. Exactly. That's it's really more just a joke to pat myself on the back for a fun no, joke a really good I told joke. two months ago. But it's a good there joke. you have it. All right, everybody. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed that. A little look at Connecticut and its many scary things, including old dogs yeah 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 the scariest thing of all right now this is but a portion of connecticut this is our neck of the woods of in connecticut of course who knows maybe someday we'll have to go county by county throughout the entire united states totally like when stephen colbert on the colbert report <laughs> yeah. used to do better know a district right <laughs> it'd be like wisconsin's fighting 11th and then a teeny tiny ding would happen and a small portion of a <laughs> yeah. map would turn gold yeah yeah, yeah. like you have to do this for a thousand years to fill out <laughs> right. the maps. That's what we'll do. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed. As we said before, go visit patreon.com slash gttupod, which you can reach through gttupod.com. It helps support the show. You get a bunch of really awesome bonuses for doing so, and we're super grateful for it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, follow at gttupod on all social media. You can also follow us. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. Mm -hmm. Wait, what's that feeling? (sighs) Next week is the first show in October. Ooh, I thought I felt a little chill in the air. Huh, don't we usually do something a little bit different in October? We do, as a matter of fact, and we're going to do it again this year. You're going to have to come back to see what's up. Right. Come back next week and stick with us through the entire month of October for a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. some themed episodes. Uh, and maybe a surprise special. Yeah. Or two. We'll see. We'll see. It has to all pan out. A, b- a bunch of things have to line up just right. Right. But hopefully uh, uh, they'll all click into place and we can have some spooky fun in the month of October 2022. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will see you next month in the month of October. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. Glad the netherworld doesn't have such little teeny weeny roads like Redding does. Me too, Kristen. Me too.